So today I'm going to be talking about the women's suffragist movement. Now, I'm sure we've all heard about the women's suffragist movement, whether it be in history class or you just found an article about it and were interested. But for those of us who don't know, the women's suffragist movement was a decades-long fight where women fought to earn the right to vote in the United States. It took nearly a hundred years for women to earn that right. And the campaigning was not easy. More than once, the movement almost died due to issues inside and out. Many big activists were a part of this, such as Ida B. Wells, Nino Otero, and the one I'm going to be talking about today, Mary Church Terrell. Now, Mary Church Terrell was an African-American activist who fought for racial equality and women's suffragist. She tirelessly fought for rights. Her saying, lift as we climb, became the motto for the National Association of Colored Women, and she realized that the enfranchisement of African-American women would mean the empowerment of African-Americans in general. She also realized that she was part of the two groups that were most discriminated against, African-Americans and females. (laughs) So now that you have a basic overview of who she is, let's get more into detail about her life. They always say the best place to start is the beginning. So let's start with Mary Church Terrell's life before activism. So, she was born in Memphis, Tennessee on September 26, 1863. Her parents were Robert Reed, a freed slave and eventually one of the country's first millionaires, and Louis Ayers, the owner and operator of a beauty parlor. Her parents split up when she was an infant, but her Dad kept in close contact with her and her brother. Benefiting from her father's financial support, she traveled to Yellow Springs, Ohio, to attend Anchon's College's Innovative Preparatory School. She then went on to go to Oblin Academy and Oblin College, where she defied expectations. At Oblin College, instead of taking the two-year program that was designed for women, she took the four-year course, which was usually reserved for men. She graduated with honors in 1864. She stayed in Ohio for a little while, teaching at Wilberforce College before moving to Washington, D.C. to teach Black high schoolers. Later, she would persuade her father to support her while she spent an extended period traveling and studying in Europe which she came back from fluent in French, German, and Italian. After her trip, she continued teaching before having to resign from her position in 1891 when she married Robert H. Terrell. The couple had one daughter and a daughter. Now that we know about Mary Terrell's life before activism, let's move on to her activism. So. Her activism started in 1892 
after she received news that a childhood friend, Thomas Moss, was lynched along with two others in Memphis due to Thomas's business competing with others. She and Frederick Douglass requested a meeting with the president at the time, Benjamin Harrison, to ask him to do something about the lynching. But due to President Benjamin Harrison being afraid of the backlash that would surely come if he were to speak out, he refused. This started Terrell's activism. She joined Ida B. Wells in the anti-lynching campaigns, but mostly focused on racial upliftings, believing that Blacks would end racial discrimination by advancing themselves and other members of the race through education, work, and community activism. Her saying, Lift As We Climb, became the model for the National Association of Colored Women, which she helped found in 1896. Some more information on this is that she helped found Washington's Colored Women's League, which helped African-American women with financial assistance, gave opportunities for them to improve social skills, and addressed issues like segregation, economic inequality, and lynchings in 1896. Then that merged with the Association of Colored Women, and Terrell served as president. She served as president for the National Association of Colored Women from 1896 to 1901. She continued to campaign tirelessly among Black organization and mainstream white organizations, spoke extensively, embraced women suffragists as she saw it as a way to elevate the status of Black women, and, if you, and thought that if you elevate the status of Black women, you elevate the entire race. She continued this activism throughout her life and and she enthusiastically embraced boycotts, marches, and sit-ins that the new generation of activism were doing to try and end segregation and discrimination when she was 80. And led picketing campaigns against restaurants that excluded African Americans and investigated groundbreaking legal challenges at 90. She continued onward until her death on July 24th, 1954. And there you have it. Those are some of the more important things about Mary Church Terrell's life and activism. Of course, I only named a few of the things she she did and it sounds interesting to you, I would highly suggest going and looking her up on your own. Now, I personally am inspired by her because she was raised in, with wealth and privilege, but she still felt a need to lend a hand. And she continued to do activism throughout her whole life even when she was 90 and 80. By that point, a lot of people do start to take it easy and kind of pull away from activism, but she kept going. 
I also love the fact that she understood that even if you just empower a small group of people, or in her case, women, it would empower the whole Blacks. And that she understood that she was part of the two groups that were most discriminating against females and African-Americans, and she worked to try and change those. Most of the time, when you feel you're discriminated against, people accept it and just take it, take it lying down. But she worked to try fixing it. It was important for women to try and earn the right to vote because it gave them a say. At that time, women were just basically considered pretty things. They were meant to stay at home and take care of the kids. And they couldn't change anything about it because they couldn't vote. Voting is essential in changing the way things are. Today, we could see it everywhere by this point, but it's changed. No longer is it people fighting for the right to vote, but rather they're fighting for rights and protection. Black Lives Matter is an example of that. They're fighting against police brutality, and they're trying to make it safer for Black lives because people tend to undervalue them so this it's still going on today it's just different causes of different things